frankly, brings me to that birthday party in 1997. Yes, I was going to ask about that. I'm only bringing it up because I know if we don't talk about it here, I'm going to get shit. I mean, um, so who 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 ended up coming? Because I remember I know Triple H in China, right? Yeah, Triple H, China, The Rock. Wow. But this was right. Like, you you see my eyebrow? Should I show that? Yeah, do it. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? (laughs) That was good. I don't know. I I liked it. And we are back, another episode, Talking Trash Podcast, and uh, oh, PTSD from you, playoffs right there. Hey, listen, are those allowed in the city of Danbury limits? I don't, now? I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, that was another rule. FHL I believe. rule. It, it's a Danbury rule. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was funny because we were talking the other day, and we'll get into it another time about, uh, you know, when I used to be up in the you know, the luxury boxes for the games. And I used to, bl- dude, me and my boys, we used to blow these horns all day. So you'd have section 102 one side here. So like, I need to bring an air horn into this. Bring it back. You, you had a story about, so, what did this remind you of? <laughs> as soon as I seen that thing, it reminded me of uh, a Christmas. Where I, I don't know how old I was. It had to be years ago, but my dad bought my mom and my sister. Do- it was called dog repellent. And it was, you know, it was in a pack and it had a dog on it. It was dog repellent. Well, it was actually pepper spray. My mom and my sister thought that it was a noisemaker. So, yeah. So me and my dad, I can't remember what I got, but we like went outside to like something that I got or whatever. We're just messing around with it. All of a sudden we hear my mom and my my sister screaming, running around the house. And we knew right away what it was. They pepper sprayed (laughs) themselves. They pepper sprayed themselves. On Christmas morning. Simultaneously, like both at the same time. Yeah. That would, oh, that would yeah. be pretty funny. It was funny. one of the, yeah, it was one of the greatest Christmases ever. Honestly. Well, hey, so, it was so, funny. No, talking, it talking. wasn't the greatest Christmas ever, but uh, I'm sorry to my mom and my sister for having to go through that, but it was pretty funny. Well, listen, we're on the road to Christmas. <laughs> we, we, we just had Thanksgiving Getting a few there. days ago. Um, why do we eat so much at Thanksgiving? I don't know about you. I mean, oh, you're, you're still an athlete. I mean, why, why Thanksgiving do we decide we have access to turkey all the time, okay? This isn't like the 1800s. Like, we have access to turkey. Why do we gorge on Thanksgiving? I don't know. Eat till discomfort, you know? That's how I grew up. It was uh, my uncle used to always say it. Shout out to my Uncle Nelson. Like, he'd always tell me, eat till discomfort. Uncle I don't know Nelson. why he said that. I don't know why he said that. I still do it. I eat till I get sick. So it's I like more of a style. year-round thing for me. But, uh, I mean, maybe that's why I grew I guess. I yeah. like Uncle Nelson's style, man. He took discomfort. <laughs> and that's what I did the other day. I don't know why I do it. And you know what's funny? Every Thanksgiving at night, I, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm, I'm, I'm testing the plumbing wherever I'm at. And I say to myself, I'm never doing this again. Next year, that's it. I write notes in my right. phone, don't overeat. And I do. I don't I'm know just, what it is. I'm just glad you didn't send me any pictures this time. Well, listen, listen. And I'm glad you just mentioned that because I'm a firm believer in total honesty and and, and, uh, obviously the subjects we won't touch being the guys we are, but I'm all about honesty. And I think the measure of a true friend, and I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know if this is a Canadian thing, but where I come from, you know that's your boy if you have text threads of shit pictures. Oh, yeah. I, I can shout agree Shout out that. Adrian Hoda. Shout out. Well, my, my boy Manny in Brooklyn doesn't really get down like that. But shout out to my guy Adrian in Florida, um, my best friend growing up. We um, Yeah, it's disgusting. And and I hope this clip goes viral because I don't have any pride. I I'll, could care less. I'll shout out Uncle Fern on that one. Probably taking a mud right now. Listen to me. Kind of rough. I ate so much corn the other day. <laughs> 
my shit looked like a Pittsburgh Steeler helmet. You know the Pittsburgh Steeler colors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what my toilet looked like. And, and uh, yeah, shout out to all the shit picks out there. Um, listen, maybe that's a segment going. I don't know if we'll get demonetized in the future on YouTube. Probably already are. Shit pictures, but I, I really don't care. I <laughs> Shout out to my my closest friends know we, we send each other and we analyze it. Yeah, it's kind of. My boy Adrian. Maybe you're just, it's like a health thing, right? Like yeah, just kinda, I honestly, think it's a health thing. Trying to check in like, hey, you know, how does this look? Does this look normal to you? Listen, there's nothing funnier than shit and farts as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> How's that for an audio clip? And I'm dead serious. <laughs> I stand on that. And uh, yeah, man. And listen, shout out to my boy Adrian. He actually changed the game. He sent me audio the other day. Wow. That's a game changer. He's a for Tabasco sure. sauce guy, almost to mm. the point where it actually makes me visibly sick when I watch him eat because he he has to, he has hot sauce up the yin yang, and this kid pays for it. And, oh, yeah, uh, I bet. He, uh, he had a, he had a rough gut. night the other, and he sent me audio, and it changed the game. So now I, you know me, I gotta step up to the plate. Audio's tough. I feel like I'd rather just. You know. Well, we'll play this after. I don't think our podcast is up to that point yet where we can play audio, <laughs> not, but but, ready for but it, I'll yeah. play it to you after. But uh, thanks. Listen, man. on I, the road. I appreciate to, that. Great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I'm sure you're <laughs> sick after hearing that talk, but hey, you're you know not what? Anymore. It's the talking trash podcast, brother. I don't care. Listen, let's go real quick. Like I said, I always like to go to what the fans and people are writing in and again um one of the things uh, like i said I've, i'm i'm all for negativity i like negativity and and um i've been getting some heat recently um the Weird. first two episodes i've been getting a little heat i feel like i'm fairly likable but you know some people just don't like me and that's fine but i've been getting a lot of heat and i'm gonna read something here aj can you please stop saying the words um man and bro every other <laughs> sentence in your podcast well Listen, I'm not a friggin' professional broadcaster. I'm not a seasoned. We we just we, we wing this. Yeah, okay. Do we wing this? We we oh, literally yeah. sit outside Acapella. And we wing this. I'm not a professional broadcaster, okay? Go so you know, whoever wrote this, go go scratch your sister's ass. I don't care. I, I but this is but what I bro. When I think of bro, I think of Simon, oh, Simon, Simon Louis. Bro. Everybody go follow, and we'll put a link. Simon Big Cuts Levy in Montreal, our brother. Um, best cut man in the game. Best cut man ever. And He has uh, a good tape job, too, on the hats. Great hat. He tapes. He, like he's the best. He's the best of the yeah, best. And he's, he's upcoming boxing. He's, he's that guy. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, so what I talked to Shane about, uh, one of our producers here, is from this episode on, we're going to have an um, bro, and man counter. And every time I say um, bro, or man, we're going to tally Let's it. Let's definitely tally that. At the yeah. end of each month, I'll put a designated dollar amount on it, and we'll send it to a charity. I Since like this it. guy is um, all bent out of shape. I like another, it. Another thing from the fans, um, Diamond Hands, how long did it take for you to grow your handlebar mustache, and is that your favorite Facial hairstyle. Not even personally, not a huge fan of the handlebars myself. I just think like, I mean, I like, I think the character, like it goes with the character, man. Like I, I got a mullet and handlebars. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I run around like a maniac, you know, I feel like I'm a w, WF character from like you are. early nineties, you know, attitude era is it now you, that I know you, the you. Attitude, what attitude era is. So I'm trying to just embrace the, the scene, you know, you, handlebars and a mullet. You are there's some people that could just pull certain things off and and you couldn't rock that handlebars the mullet 
Shout out to your son, by the way, who has probably the second best mullet I ever seen. Yeah, okay, Wesley's mullet is nasty. big. Shout out to Big Wes, my big buddy. Wes. That is my boy. And uh, listen, we're very private with our children. We're not gonna be posting them up, but I will say, if you do see Big Wes at the Danbury Arena, you gotta check out that mullet. Oh yeah, and, um, he's got some serious. He's got the he's, he's got the jeans. The he's I got actually, the jeans. I actually cut it myself. I gave him that fade. <sighs> I faded him up. That is uh, faded him that's, up. And the last question we got, a lot of people, the first few episodes, AJ, where did you get the Trashers chain? Big shout out, I, the aforementioned Adrian, my best friend growing up, uh, my my shit pick friend. Nice. This is a great promo. He gets hit twice today. Um, down in Florida, Capote Diamond. Shout out to my boy Robbie and Adrian, both Danbury guys, by the way. Sick, Moved sick. down to Florida. So the Danbury, if I was going to do this. It had to be with a Danbury guy. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Know. Love that. And gotta support know, the boys. And listen, if you, see, you know, when I was 17, 18, you know, you saw the big trasher chain I had. Oh yeah. I really debated on trying to bring it back, but it just at thirty seven. Still and too big. I can't do it. But I still have it. It's special to me. I feel like like there was a lot of stuff that I had in my wardrobe that I just had to retire when I had kids. And you, you know, know what, what I mean? Yeah. Like I looked at it and I'm like, man, I I really like it. I think it looks good, but like, I can't wear that now. You know, you know? We, we should do a segment about our styles because we've seen old pictures of each oh, other. Yeah. Mine a little more publicly, but I've seen you. You were right got, up there with me. I was right there with you in the gangster photos and, for sure. And uh, listen, we should do some segments on that. And, and, and you funny. know what the messed up thing, bro, is? And we could thank our buddy Drake. Now Baggy is coming back. Yeah, maybe we can bring it back. I got rid of all my 3XL shirts. my oh, And now Tall it's tees. slowly coming back. Did you wear tall tees? Five for twenty, <laughs> five for twenty at Foot Locker. Yeah, you damn tees. right, I got the tall tees. That's hilarious. I got tall yeah. tees up the yin yang, brother. But listen, you know, before we go on, I, I feel like we we have to get somewhat serious for a minute. And you know, being that we are the Talking Trash podcast, hockey's a big part of what we do. And uh, there was an incident, you know, overseas recently, and it's a few weeks after the fact now. And um, one thing about me is when something tragic happens, I don't like to comment on things. Until you kind of settled down, you know, because there's always emotions when you first hear something, see something. And a lot of times people flip flop back and forth with their opinions. And, um, you know, listen, it's been talked about a lot in the hockey world and even outside of hockey, just sports in general. It's been a hot topic. I know we both talked about wanting to wait a little bit to, to kind of touch on it. I feel like I feel like we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't speak about it. And I have my reasons why. I don't want to play the clip, but unfortunately there was an incident in um, a professional league overseas. EIHL. Yeah, where, um, you know, a former NHL uh, player, Adam Johnson, um, tragically passed away on, you know, not on the ice, but it happened on the ice. And, uh, you know, again, I'm sure there's a lot of hockey people watching this podcast. They've probably seen the clip. I've seen it. I know you and I have watched it. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, a defenseman named Matt Petgrave, um, also, in my opinion, is a victim of this innocent. He's still breathing and living, but he's gonna have to—he's gonna have to live with this one. I mean, if if you want to kind of explain what you know, because I don't want to play the clip because I, I think it's yeah, know, I think that, people have probably seen and it, and I don't think we need to do that. But no. if you want to describe really what what went down, I mean, it's, so I see like from what I've seen, and and you know, it's crazy. Like we've talked about this so much. Like we've gone both ways on it on numerous occasions, back and forth, back to forth, back and forth. Um, obviously I don't think like that was, he, I don't think he had the intention of that happening. Like, obviously I don't think anybody goes into a hockey game. Well, let me set it up. I don't mean to interrupt you. So long story short, the, 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 the cliff note version of what happened was, you know, um, 
Adam Johnson's going, you know, he's a forward. He's going in, you know, he's attacking the zone. And, and uh, Matt Matt Petgrave, who, who's a defenseman, um, kind of awkwardly, you know, his skate comes up and, and slices Adam Johnson's throat. And yeah. it was it was kind of crazy to watch, you know. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of violence through hockey and other stuff and allegedly. And, and um, you know, it was it was tough to watch, bro. Even for me and and me as a father now, it kind of hit me a lot different. So he, this poor guy's down and and he he ends up passing away in in, in the locker room. Yeah, and, and it's it's really sad and like I'm sorry for all of his family and friends and any teammates and stuff that had to go through losing somebody they care about. That's you know. Have ever you ever easy. experienced something? I mean, not uh, like, not that I know of that someone passed, but like you know. You just hit it on the head, and we've talked about it. You, you as a player, you, you know, you're the guy that's gonna go go through anything for your guys, and and you know, if you've experienced something where you've seen a horrific, I mean, obviously taking it back to the trashes. I remember being in the building when Brad Wingfield had his leg cowardly broken by Adam yeah. Elzinger. Um, that's just such a horrible feeling because, you know, these are your family now. And when you see that, it's just such a horrible, horrible thing to see. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like what it would be like to see your teammate going through that, you know, and honestly just being on the ice at all during that, what doesn't matter what team you're on or who you are. I'm sure Petgrave's feeling it, you know, and, and, and honestly too, it's like the sad other sad side of it is like, there's a lot of people online giving that Petgrave, like a lot of heat saying like he's a murder, like he, like basically saying he meant to do this. Like, I mean, regardless if it happened with bad intentions, I don't think even if it did have bad intentions, I don't think he was trying to kill anybody. You know, maybe he's just trying to trip him or something. But like at the end of the day, like this guy, this kid feels bad. There's no way this kid started that hockey game. Like I'm going to kill somebody. Today. No, you know, and like that's, that's the end, the moral of the story. So when I see that online, it kind of bothers me a little bit, but I mean, I, I did, you know, you know, hearing all, all different opinions on it. I seen Sean Avery talking about it and he made a good point. Like the technology on these blades is getting better and better every year. Like you didn't see a ton of people getting sliced open back in the day. Like, yeah, of course it happened. But like, I know I, like last season I got kicked right in the face. I like, remember. Yeah. I got kicked right and I hit a guy and his skate came up and it hit me right in the face and I was lucky it didn't cut me, but I remember getting hit with it and, um, you know, like I'm sure that happens, but now like the technology and these steel and the blades that we have now is the, the blades are thinner and the steel is the harder and sharper and it's, you know, it's just getting a little more dangerous. And I don't know, maybe that's something they can change it. Maybe we go back to older steel or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, like seeing something like that happens terrible <laughs> and I feel bad for everybody involved, everybody, you know, the, well, everybody in that league. You yeah. Know? And, and you know what, bro, you know, we talked about it. There's my first bro, I think. You know, the, the thing that bothers me is, and I look at this outside of hockey, right? Like I know what it's like to have your name dragged through the mud through through tough circumstances. And really, the minute this happened, the minute I started seeing, you know, I hearing when this news broke what happened, what bothers me is, you know, we live in a world, as you know, social media, we're all quick to get on our keyboard. You know, not me, but, you know, not someone like me or you, but these people, he's a murderer, he's dead. First of all, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you got to have a little respect for, the, for uh, you know, Johnson's family. I mean, I'm sure that's all they need to hear right now. Yeah. You know, and then I think people are just, just everyone's got a platform now who doesn't deserve one. And, and, and I don't like, you know, again, there's no winners here. It's like people want to argue and be right whether he did it on purpose, he didn't do it on purpose. Like people would rather... 
at the end of the day, someone passed, someone died. It shouldn't have happened any which way. And, and for people to try to get in the mind of this Matt Petgrave, again, I'm not defending. I know people are going to start coming at me, but I'm looking at this outside of hockey. I know what it's like to, to you know, sometimes wrong place, wrong time, and you're getting dragged through. I mean, his career is now over. Yeah, definitely. Um, and frankly, he's he's— a large part of him has died inside. I mean, oh, he's yeah. going to have to live with that the rest of his life. And, and you know, I kind of feel for the man. Um, it's it, the, the thing is now with like to say about the social media and just like in today's day and age, really at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of guilty till proven innocent. Yeah. It, you it know, is. cause, cause it doesn't matter if you're guilty in court anymore, because when you get blasted on social media and, and the public decides you're guilty, you're done. Like you're not going to get a job. You're not going to like, exactly. You know, you've, you've seen people, you know, I've seen people through the last, especially after like COVID times and all that stuff. She, people are getting crazy. Yeah. It's people getting just didn't, nuts. Yeah. And, and, uh, people were losing their jobs for stuff that had happened where like they, they didn't end up proving they're innocent, but they already lost their job. The damage is already done. Well, so. it's, it's like, you know, I mean, we could go off on a tangent on this, but I, I'm just saying, you know, I was always taught in, in times of crisis, you don't make immediate emotional decisions, emotional statements. And listen, I mean, at this point, you know, upon airing of this episode, it's it's somewhat have died down, but I, I just wanted to wait. I didn't want to just make our first episode about this subject. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And um, my heart goes out to all of them. And, and you know, because I know we're going to put this episode out and people are going to think I'm defending Matt Petgrave. It's not that. It's just, you know, this guy's a human being. Do I think he did it on purpose? Because then people are going to, you know, want to know. I don't think he do you think he do you think he's skilled enough at that pace that he can pinpoint slicing a guy's throat? No, there's no way there's no way he could have like if you went out and your intention was like I'm going to spin kick this guy in the throat essentially. Yeah. At center, like there's no way that all the stars are going to align in that sense where you're balanced the right way, you're leaning the right way, like there's no way you can get your skate up like that. Mate, like, I don't know why his skate came around the way it did. To me, maybe he was like, okay, I'm going to miss the hit. I'm going for the hit. Maybe he stuck his leg out to try yeah, and get a piece of him. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. And and you know what? There's a part of me that kind of understands that. Because sure. sometimes when you're in those situations, you're just trying to get a piece of him. Like, I know it's happened to me in the past where I've, you stick a leg out, you end up getting a knee or something like that just because you don't want to get beat. Yeah. So maybe that's something that happened. But at the end of the day, there's no possible way his intention was to do what had yeah. happened, obviously. And and there's so. no way his intentions were to hurt that guy. No. It was just trying to get a piece of him. Maybe. I don't even really know because it's hard to tell from yeah. the video. But I feel bad for everybody involved. I feel bad for Petgrave. I feel bad for Johnson and his family and teammates. Well, and that's what that's what it all comes down to. At the end of the day, we had an innocent life loss. It's it's a I feel horrible for the family. And like I said, you know, I'm a father of a one-year-old now. I, I, I look at things a lot different. I can't imagine, you know, uh, even losing a child or, you know, because he obviously has parents likely still alive. It's it's horrible. You know, I will say this to end the subject is uh, a lot of people have always asked me in the past, like, if you're not involved with a team, like, how do you know if a guy's liked by his teammates? And you know how I do it in hockey? When a guy scores a goal, what's the reaction? Yeah. And you and I both know, like, if a guy's really liked, like you, you scored recently, 
And it was like you guys won the cup again. You know what I mean? People were jumping. They were hype for you. Yeah. Your teammates. It doesn't happen too often. That's probably why. Well, still, you're light. And you're the yeah. leader of that team. And that's the truth. And when you scored that goal, I'm watching it. And these guys, even on the bench, jumping up. I mean, I thought the gloves were going to go flying. Like, you guys won the, the commissioner cup again. But... And then you see some guys that have a, kind of a weird reputation and, and they score and it's kind of like, you know, fist bump, half-ass hug. And, yeah. and this is how I'm going to end this subject. Matt Petgrave's teammates all came to his defense. Yeah. Even, I believe, um, Adam Johnson, some of his teammates even came to his defense. And let me tell you something. If someone's not liked, no one's, look, at this day and age, no one's falling on the sword for anyone if they think a guy's shady or a guy's got bad intentions. So I kind of wanted to see how his team reacted, and they've all stood by him. So who the hell knows? Again, um, you know, uh, horrible situation. I just felt like, you know, we had to touch on it, and I could kind of see I could kind of see it all different angles, but I just um, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful Matt Petgrave can, you know, he's going to need some help after this mentally because I, yeah. I can't imagine him you know, being okay, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough situation for everybody involved in the sport, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, let's get that. We got that seriousness out of the way. Let's get to a little lighter subject. After our last episode, a lot of people are asking to see my backyard wrestling tapes. Yes. I definitely think we can make that happen. I mean, you talk about grainy footage. We got something. <laughs> but uh, we're definitely, I mean, uh, and we, we talked about it, wrestling I mean, we're around the same age. Did you watch it growing up? or? You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, so, like, I grew—so, it's funny for me because, like, I I always talk about—when I'm talking about wrestling, I say WWF. Because, I still do that. Yeah, and, like, I just—to me, like, it's WWF because, like, when I think about it, I'm thinking about WWF days, The Rock, Stone Cold, you know— um, it, those were like the rock and stone cold were in my day when yeah. I was watching it, they were the most active. They were like the, the guys, it was either one or the other, you know, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, triple H, X-Pac and all those guys. Like it, it's, I don't know how many times kids got suspended in school for <laughs> doing the suck it. Hey, how many times oh, did kids man. get suspended for that? They banned the Degeneration X shirt from yeah. my school in middle school. I remember because they had those that uh, no hand gestures, the the, the 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 neon green Degeneration X, and it yeah. said "suck it" on the back, and the U was like um, an asterisk. Oh and yeah, I got it. Hilarious. I think my dad snuck it for me. My mom would have never let me get that. <laughs> The, the scary thing Shut is up. half the time, some of the kids didn't even know what that meant. They just oh, knew yeah. that DX was they saying it, man. Was, that's funny. And, like, I, I remember the first wrestling event I ever went to, God, I want to say, like, 94, Madison Square Garden. It was an untelevised show. I remember it was a steel cage match, uh, Bret Hart and Psycho Sid. And it was just, I was again, like I talked about. Great Canadian them, kid, Bret Hart. Oh, Bret Hart, the most famous Canadian I yeah. started with. I yeah. mean, I, I didn't know any Canadians up until that point except Bret Hart and his brother, Owen Hart. Owen and, Hart. R.I.P. Right? Yeah, man, that's another thing. They own the. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure they the Hitman, the Calgary Hitman WHL team is owned by. Really? Rare, I think. Why did I not know that? I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure. But I'm pretty sure though. they got sick jerseys too. Yeah. The Hitman oh, yeah, jerseys. Totally. We gotta. Yeah. We gotta get our hands on one of those. Hey, it's almost Christmas time, folks. Anyone yeah. wants to send some Calgary Hitman? Jer- is it Calgary yeah. Hitman Cal- or Calgary Hitman? Yeah, all those jerseys are fire. Sick yeah. jerseys. Yeah. But wrestling, like I said, like. I don't know what it was for me. It's kind of like, I feel like, especially like our generation, right? I feel like the circus, right? Like all kids, whether they like it or not, know about the circus. I feel like wrestling was the same thing. Like oh, yeah. everybody, whether you watched or didn't, was wrestling. And me growing up, 
like you said, it was WWF. And at the time, there was also a rival company, WCW. Um, it's funny, there might be people watching this young enough that they don't even know WCW. And that oh, was yeah. like that was like some gang shit. Like yeah. when I grew up, you it was either, you pick one or the other. You were WWF yeah. or you were WCW. Yeah. See, kids nowadays, they flip flop and flounder. They don't even like sport teams anymore. They they enjoy um they like players. They yeah, don't yeah. like like I They don't want to draw a line no. in the sand. Like I'm <laughs> like look, basketball, I'm a Knicks fan. Suck yeah. or no suck. I'm I'm a you know, now Las Vegas Raiders fan. Shout out to my boy Max Raiders, Crosby. I gotta, gotta Raiders. I, that's the only football jersey I got to Raiders jersey. Raiders have so. bring me uh, the Raiders have brought me more pain than anything in my life in terms of sports, <laughs> but we're on the come up. But what I'm saying is my team is my team, and that's how yeah. I grew up. Your team Ride good, bad. Yeah. Kids today, they're like players. Oh, wherever LeBron James is playing, that's my team. Every year. It drives me crazy, bro. Steph Curry. I mean, it's it's uh, great players, but you gotta you gotta stick with a team. So, WWF, WCW, draw your line in the sand, dude. You, you and so, three quarters of my buddies growing up were WWF guys. Then we had a couple. WCW is like the bad guys, kind of right? Yeah, like they, they were they, almost like they the tried heel. to, and it's weird because you would think that I would be more drawn to like the underdog yeah. uh, promotion, but I was a WWF guy through Ride and through, yeah. and. Um, I had a couple loser friends that were WCW guys. So on Mondays, we wouldn't talk to each other. Because, you know, you had Monday Night Raw, WWF, and then you had WCW Monday Night Nitro. And uh, I tell you, Ames, the only time in my life, up until now, 37 years old, I ever have to look back and question my loyalty. WCW um, came out with a video game called uh, WCW NWO Revenge right, on N64. Right, yeah. It was at the time a revolutionary video game. That was like game. the first wrestling game, wasn't it? It was... It wasn't the first wrestling game, but it was the first, like, next generation game. Yeah, yeah. Like, the you could see the characters. Sick, yeah, yeah, the moves were sick. Yeah. And my you buddy, could, like, pick up steel chairs and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, like, it was just, it, it blew WWF games yeah. at that time out of the water. My buddy Adam had the game. He was a WCW guy. I went, go to Adam's house. And this is a true story. I'm there with my friends, Steve, Deep. I can name them all. We were all there. And Adam's playing WCW uh, Revenge. And I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking to myself, Ooh, this game is fire. I'm like, this game is so sick, bro. But I am i won't play it. I'm like, I'm not going to play it. You ride or die. You wouldn't Dude, play Dude, I would not play it. That's unreal. He kept trying it, but but I I was tempted. And that was the one time I, I could say I questioned my loyalty is WCW versus N. And all of my wrestling fans out there know what I'm talking about. That was the game that kind of changed the game for wrestling. And uh and then WWF obviously stepped up, but who is uh who was it that jumped off the Megatron? Shane. Uh, oh, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Yo, that shit. I gotta res- I gotta throw some respect on Shane McMahon because <laughs> he came out of nowhere. Obviously, yeah. he wasn't like a a rest like his, his dad ran Vince's the show. Son. And his dad, he probably wanted some limelight. And his dad's probably honestly, his dad's probably like, all right, prove it. Let's see what's up. And he's like, I'll prove it. That was honestly pretty hardcore. Dude, I, I what is see, that? Fifty feet, forty dude, feet. That was huge. When I used to watch Shane, I used to feel a connection with him, right? Like trying to, in a way, you could tell he was trying to come out. He wanted to create his own legacy yeah, yeah. through a shadow, but he also at the same time was trying to earn respect for his dad. I, he earned my respect he earned, because well, when I, remember, I seen that, I was like, "Yo, this guy's a beast." Listen, that was SummerSlam nineteen ninety something with Steve Blackman. He hit him with the kendo stick, and he went. He took a trust fall dive all the way. That was insane, bro. Yeah, that was nuts. I still go back and watch that from time to time. Bro, I, I watch some- wrestling. Dude, I watch wrestling, like I said, three times a week. We got Monday Night Raw. We got Tuesday uh, NXT. And then Friday Night SmackDown. And then if there's a premium live event or pay-per-view, they used to call it. That's So my wife's always happy with were that. You, in, you were in NXT, weren't you? Oh, yeah. 
So what, what like can you give us that story? Like what went down? Didn't some didn't some shit so, go down when you were down? So there? so after the doc came out, um the greatest thing that happened was WWE called and said, Hey, in November of twenty twenty one, they were doing a SmackDown in Hartford, Connecticut. They're like, Hey, we wanna they made a a, a collab shirt, SmackDown and Trashers. I still have it. it I thought I actually have one of those. Dude. Just so you know, I don't know uh, how I got. I uh, did you steal it from me? Because I no, don't know where mine someone is. Someone gave it to me. My wife either took it or you took it. Someone now. gave it to me. It was wrapped in plastic. It was brand new. Well, listen, Doctor Hartsburg gave it to me. Who the hell is Doctor Hartsburg? It's my Cairo guy. Shout how the hell did he shout get out. one? Yeah, how, how did he get them? He said he bought a bunch of them. And he had a. Trunk. He might have. Yeah. So he, shout well, out listen, to Hartsburg. Well, listen, you got to understand, like wrestling to me. First of all, it's 100% real. I don't care what any of you say. We could fight about it online, people, whatever. So, I'll fight you. Why? No, these guys that say Oh, I thought you were going to fight me. I was no, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're on the we're the tag team, yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll yeah. tag team anybody that says it. But listen, real. I'll slime you through a fucking like, table. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I'll, so I'll jump off the Megatron <laughs> right through your fucking head. So, WWE calls, and again, they're located in Stanford, Connecticut, not far from here. And uh, you got to remember, I'm, you know, at the time I'm 35, I'm 37 out. I don't get starstruck. I don't get too, too excited. But anything wrestling related, I turn into the eight-year-old kid all over again. And so when I'm at SmackDown, sit in front row with my family, my wife, um, and we're wearing Trasher SmackDown shirts. I was like, you know when you feel like you're not present? Like, I feel like you're dreaming. Like, I felt like I was dreaming. It was insane. Yeah. Shout out to my boy, Pat McAfee, who became like a family friend. He was the commentator at SmackDown, came over. Uh, we had dinner with him. I mean, you know, Pat's like the, one of the biggest things out there yeah, right now. Yeah. Shout out to Pat, all the guys he's, there. He, his his thing right now is bumping. He's, he's, he's buzzing And right I now. knew. And, yeah. I mean, he was bumping when I met him. Yeah. And I did his podcast and we met. <clears> he <throat> he flew to Danbury to meet with us. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was he was popping back then, but now yeah. he's on a whole nother stratosphere. Yeah, he's on ESPN now, isn't and, he? And, but you know why he's successful? Because he's loyal and uh all his team has been from day one. That's all awesome. those guys, Zito. That's unreal. It, all his boys, he he brings his guys with him, no matter cool. what. And I, I got, and he's he's loyal, he's humble, and he's gonna keep going. But that's that's those are my guys. But cool. uh, but yeah. And then after SmackDown, I remember the next month they were like, "Hey, listen, you know, W, you know, WrestleMania weekend. Um, this is twenty twenty two now. Is in Dallas." And I'm like. Okay, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm like, yeah. please, please. I'm like, and they're like, we want to know if you want to go. I'm like, dude, bucket list item. I never had yeah. been to a WrestleMania. And I'm that's like, that's like the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl of. It WWE. might be bigger. Is it it yeah. might be bigger than the Super because they're at the point now where they're selling out football stadiums. I I just should go by saying this right now. I've never been to a live wrestling event, you, you, and I I we're really gonna go. really want to. We're so, gonna go. We're gonna yeah. go. We might soon. have to make an episode. We're gonna have to go soon. Yeah. So they so it was just hey listen you know what we're gonna we're gonna send you to WrestleMania two tickets. Um, my wife was pregnant she didn't want to go. I didn't blame her so I brought my boy Manny we went. But beforehand they were like hey listen you know so NXT so so WWE's broken up you got Monday Night Raw you got Friday Night SmackDown those are two separate rosters but they do have a somewhat a developmental slash minor league system the NXT right. All the big guys nowadays come from NXT. It's just like hockey, you know, yeah. you, you got to come up. Feeder system. So they got a guy, Tony D'Angelo. Um, that's your guy, right? That's your boy? Oh, that's my, that's my yeah. brother, man. And and they wanted me to walk him out to the ring. And I was like, 
psh, done. Yeah. Never ask for a penny. I'm like, yeah. you don't, and you know, we'll get you a flight. I'm like, no, 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 I'll get myself there. Don't yeah. worry. Just don't change your mind. Let me yeah. get there. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, I'm my way. there was zero investment in me. Yeah. So I go, shout out to Tony D like another brother to me. I'll never forget him looking out and letting me do this with him. You know what I mean? And when I walked through that curtain with him, stand and deliver at WrestleMania weekend, I don't know how I made it to the ring because my legs were jelly. I was like, we were in the, we were in the, God, what's the name of that? Where the Dallas Mavericks play and the Dallas Stars play. We're in a big sold out arena. I'm walking down and I'm just, dude, if you see the footage, I'm like, I'm like in another world. I'm like, I'm like, it was unreal. I think I did see it actually. So next thing yeah. you know it, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a, a feud with him. Me and Tony D'Angelo, we're, we're taking on. You got in a beef with some We got guys? a beef with the, at the time they were called the Legados del Fantasma. You had Santos Escobar, who's a big guy on SmackDown now and his little goons. And um, they were giving Tony a hard time. Tony brought me in, and we 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 had some serious static to the point where I got kidnapped. Jeez. They kidnapped me, sucker move, um, brought me to an undisclosed place. I don't want to say too much, but, uh, you know, and, and thankfully, through the grace of God, Tony I'm, I'm here. Back. Tony got me back. Um, my dad, everyone helped out. We're back. I'll be back. Tony and I talk. We'll, we'll, I, I kind of advise him on things out there. And uh, shout out to all the NXT guys. And uh, those are those are the best guys and girls to watch because they're trying to make it, man. They're, they're tough. Sheriffs, bro. I ran in. So I was coming back from, what was I doing? I think I was in, I was coming back from Vegas, maybe. I think I was coming back game. from Vegas. You the Stanley Cup game, right? Did I, yeah, I went to the Stanley Cup game. And I ran into, I want to say it was in Vegas. I ran into Sheriff's brother. You did. You told me yeah. at the airport. I think it was in Vegas. Yeah, because you went to, didn't you watch yeah, the Yeah, it was either that or, yeah, 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 it was in Vegas, yeah. And I ran into uh, Sean McMorrow's brother. Yeah, who, shout out Sean McMorrow, by Sean the way. Sean McMorrow, great the sheriff, dude. One of the greatest uh, hockey fighters all time. So literally, and it was funny because this guy's standing in front of me, and I'd actually talked to Sheriff's brother before on uh, on Instagram. I think his handle's like the real seven-footer. Yeah, he's a big this boy. This guy's seven feet tall. So he's, he you know, we had messaged before, you know, like... And, uh, and I, I see this guy at the airport. I didn't know it was him. He had his back to me and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this person's feet and I'm like, this guy's got to have the biggest feet I've ever seen in my life. And then I just start looking up at him and I was just, I just watched <laughs> Avatar like a couple of days before. And I was like, yo, this guy's like a, a real life Avatar. This is like the biggest. And I was just like looking at his ears. I was looking at his head. I was like li- fascinated. Like this is the biggest human I've he's ever built, seen. He's built like a shit brick and house. Then he, and then no he, fat. Yeah. And he's jacked too. And he, and he turns around and he goes, Oh, what's up, Diamond Hands? And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Like, how does this guy know who I am? And then I finally put, after I started talking to him, he's like, oh, I'm Sean McMorrow's brother. And I was like, oh, the real seven-footer. So we got shout it. out. I think he's down at, uh, he's down training with NXT I heard, right I now. heard that he's in developmental, and, and man, he'd be, yeah. he'd be a hell of a guy in, oh, in he's, WWE, he'd be man. awesome. To see. He's a monster. We got to get McMorrow down here. Sean, yes. uh, Sheriff, one of the best Definitely. guys in the world, you know. Like I said, one of those King of the Rink uh, fraternity guys. Yeah, the I wouldn't fir- mind. The first two, at least. You know what I mean? I'd probably let uh, the real seven footer slam me through a table. We, you know yeah. what? I would do. Now, so listen. So when I went down to, you know, when I went down to NXT, I told him straight up. I said, listen, I will, you know, if I'm, uh, listen, nothing's predetermined in wrestling games. Nothing's predetermined. Yeah, so yeah. we, it's all Just on the fly. Down. So I kept talking trash to Santos, and I'm like, listen, if you want to hit me, do what you got to do. I will go through a table one day. It's going to happen. Like, you always yeah. teach me to put in the universe. Yeah, I will go through will. a table. And uh, But, yeah, obviously wrestling is just, uh, you know, a huge part of my life. So, Mike, did I tell you the story about my cousin when he was in uh, 
high we were he was in high school and they did at the talent show they did like a wrestling no thing. yeah so my cousin jamie jamie silva shout out shout out jamie and uh i gotta get you some sticks but um he he was a huge wrestling fan too i'm not sure if he still watches wrestling as much as he did but massive wrestling fan and so in high school for the talent show they did like a wrestling thing and uh they had a uh, table that they were supposed to break over his back or like break it. through. Oh yeah, yeah. They were supposed to break it and they swung and hit him and it didn't break. And it was just like, you could hear the noise that it made just like a loud thump. So then they tried again and it didn't break. And uh, they're like, all right. So well. that, when I got video of this one, so, you know, Dennis the menace at the gym, yeah, 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 yeah. shout out Dennis the menace, real name, Jace Wilkie. So every he's got some good chirps. Oh yeah. He's uh we're going to have him on reviewing some hockey yeah. fights, but anyway, He's also, you know, somewhat of a wrestling fan. And, and the gym, as you know, Chance Boxing Club, we got the old school industrial lights. We got those long light poles, probably like four yeah. feet long. So every time one goes out, I, you know, take it down. He busted over his head? No, he busted over my nice. head. So we, we, did a, we did a skit together, and he wanted for his TikTok, of course. Nice. And um, so we had the whole thing planned out, and he was, it was supposed to, you know, those things are easy to break. He oh, was yeah. supposed to hit me once when it was going to break, and that's the end of it. He whipped me, but he plays baseball too. He whipped me three, four times with that damn thing. It wasn't thing. breaking? It was not breaking. Oh my God. I had a thing on my back. It's crazy. I got video of that. He's That's a hilarious. Shout out to Dennis and Menace, that little nut job. We're going to have him on the pod. I feel like Absolutely. some of his chirps, dude, he, we had Dennis in the dunk tank. Jace. His actual name's Jace. We just so, called Dennis the Menace. So, what, so when Dennis first came to the gym, he's probably four or five years old. He had yeah. this blonde, hair was a lot blonder, and he was a wise ass. And I'm like, this kid's like Dennis the Menace. And that's, his name is Jace, but everyone calls him Dennis. It's hilarious. Yeah, we got a couple quotes in the dressing room thanks to Jace. Yeah, yeah. Jace is a legend. And we'll, I, keep, I, we'll keep the quotes in the dressing room. We have so too. many, you know, as you know, through the gym and everything else, we have a lot of young kids that are some characters that we're going to feature here. They oh, deserve yeah. to shine, Definitely. Bro. Now, it's not all about big names. We're going to have these kids on the come up here yeah 100 percent. but it yeah was. again wrestling was such a it still is a big part of my life and which frankly brings me to that birthday party in 1997 yes that, i was that, gonna ask that, about that i'm only bringing it up because i know if we don't talk about it here i'm gonna get shit i mean um yeah like like so you who, said who who ended up coming because i remember i know triple h in china right yeah triple else? h china the rock wow the but rock. this was right like you, you see said, my eyebrow should i show that one? yeah do it do you smell what the rock is cooking? That was good. I don't know. I, don't know I liked good. it. I th I thought it was pretty sick when I was like twelve years old, though. Everyone tried. Yeah, I couldn't just do it. Just being able to do the eyebrow was a kind of cool thing back then. Like the, I can't do it. Yeah, I can only do nah. it one side though. I could do the left a little. Ah, fuck. But like we said, <laughs> like but like we said, the attitude era was like probably the end of ninety seven, maybe ninety eight, and it was right before the attitude era kind of started. So we had the Rock, Triple H, in China. Billy Gunn, who ended up being big in the attitude. But it was like, they were all like mid guys, right? Yeah. They weren't there yet. And to this day, man, like, like I see this guy, The Rock, on every other movie. And I'm just like, this guy was Dude, like, he's a beast, man. He he's was the shyest the guy in the world at the really? birthday party. The wow. shyest guy in the world. Crazy. He was very humble, nice guy, took pictures, autographs. The most outgoing was China. Rest in peace, really? China. China ate. Dude, like, like you, you, you see these competitive. I mean, we could get into competitive eating another time, you and me. Because Dude, I don't even want to talk. Let's not even talk. Yeah, about cannolis but, but, ever on this show. <laughs> no, um, dude, China ate like an absolute animal. Like she ate probably eight burgers, and nice. uh, she I respect was that. An honest, she was the sweetest woman in the world. I loved her. Eight burgers. 
Easily, maybe more. She was a, she needed her protein intake Jeez. or whatever, whatever. She was a monster, man. And John Cena, John, and you I know, remember watching it live when China was doing flips across yes. the room and her boob blew up. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I China remember was seeing the that first, live. China, like, what happened? I don't know. China was the first, like, you know, they always had females, they always had broads in wrestling, but she was like the first one that, like, she beat a man. Oh, I forget who, she who did she beat. Who did jacked, she beat? Dude. Damn, who did she beat? She beat a man for the Intercontinental title. It was a big to do. All the old, all the real masculine men were she real was, pissed about she that was one. Pretty strong, she, dude. Strong. Beat her arms, bro. Yeah, huge. She was. And then John Cena's an honorary trasher. He John came. Cena. He came to the uh, trasher game the first year when we no played way. Adirondack, and wow. uh, I still have the blue trasher jersey we gave him, number fifty-four. He signed it for me. I gotta find it. But J- John oh, you Cena, have it. oh, it's nice. somewhere. It's, it's got to be. Unless my mom sold that with my sports cards that I used to have. My mom, shout out to Roseanne. She is that a thing that moms do? I, I don't th- know. My, my, my mom, how about this one? My mom had a garage sale and sold all my dad's fishing stuff one time. <laughs> well, that's a, that's subliminal messaging that's to your dad. Up. That's fucked up. My mom swears my cards are somewhere. There's no way. She, she, I, and we'll get into that another day. Like, where I'm recently, I've gotten, now I got. My obsessive compulsive over sports cards. I have so many cards and they're gone. I th- my mom swears they're somewhere, but they're gone. Somebody has them. Maybe one day they'll come up. Maybe, man. But uh, listen, it, it was uh, it was it was great times, and um, you know, wrestling. That, that's Didn't, it, man. Was that was there any other crazy birthday stories that you had from back those days? Oh, we do. We got some stories. I mean, see, so Can everyone you- always talks about 1997 because of this Netflix documentary, the the wrestling party, but nobody realizes that. The next year, 1998. One up. Listen, ah, man, looking back, it's, it's, say, it's right? 50-50. Yeah. Martin Brodeur. Wow. Hall of Fame goalie. That was your team, too. And I'm a New, New Jersey, Jersey Devils. Devils through and through. Even now, I'm back into hockey. Devils are my team. We're on the come up again. We're looking good. But Martin Brodeur, 1990. I was turning 12 years old, so Jeez, 98. Starstruck for sure. Like, I was a little starstruck for him. Like yeah. like the wrestlers, it was like, oh, man. It, yeah. But it was like, oh, man, Martin Brodeur's is at the birthday party. Wow. It was just crazy. I got. And what year was that? 98. 98. I was turning 12. He was coming off a cup like two years. Per, I mean, he was about to win another one two years later. Oh, wow. And Sheldon Surrey, defenseman. Sheldon, Sheldon Surrey. Surrey was a beast, too. Tough yeah. D-man. Tough D-man. Hell of a slap shot. Old school. Just the old Dude. school, gritty. So my dad went on, you know, so my dad, ba- you know, my parents basically ruined birthdays for me. Because how do you top, <laughs> how do never, you top those? You uh, never have a birthday My like sister, again. shout out Candace, uh, my sister always felt she got the raw end of the deal with birthday parties. So really? my birthday was in August. So yeah. you had pool parties. Summertime. It's nice. She's October 12th. So yeah, fall, dreary. I hate I hate the month of October. Yeah. She to this day has PTSD. She She always feels like she got the raw end of the deal. I don't think she did. She she's she did all right for herself, but <laughs> she 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 loves talking my about that. My sister feels the same way, so we can oh, relate on that. My God, so you know we were talking last week. I mean, uh, you know, last episode, things you know, and we kind of on the spot of you know this is only our third episode, and we're learning a lot of this on the go. Again, I'm not a professional. We're not professional broadcasters. Yeah. We're two nut jobs here. Definitely so, not. We're kind of wild cards. So I yeah. Don't know. So you know, we're learning. I got a pen and paper here. You may not see it, and we write ideas that come up on the fly. Everything we're doing is winging it. That's how I live my life. I literally wing most shit. And one thing last week, you went on a tangent. Well, you know what's funny is I just said wild card, and I was thinking, 
See, about my tangent that you got I got a lot of you got a lot of anger in there you know like, you got a lot of pain and anger dude, in that soul come on though like so so we decided after last week's episode we were going to um start a segment called two in the box and two in the box is obviously you know especially when i play two that it, it relates to us because we're yeah. getting penalties and most penalties well your penalties are usually majors but most penalties are two minutes, and that's a phrase, two minutes in a box. So we decided we're going to start a segment called Two Minutes in the Box. I'm going to time it. Shane, make sure you're timing this. You got two minutes to rant on something. Last week, you went on a an unprovoked tangent of syrup. You you just went off on syrup. Dude, and, and it's not. No, we're, uh, the tangent wasn't about the syrup. The tangent was about the knockoff shit. All right. Well, you the went on butter, a t- you something. Worth. You were either hungry or yeah. angry. You you were mad and you went off. So I'm like, you know, we said, look, let's do a two minute rant called Two Minutes in the Box. And what are, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna talk? Well, about? listen, you know, uh, the Texas Rangers and in, in baseball just won the World Series, and and I remember when the playoffs started back in October. You um, I remember you called me one night after one of the wild card games, and you were again hopped up hyped about something and <laughs> I figured what better way you know in honor of baseball ending one of my favorite sports to to our first segment two in the box has to be you obviously right. and you have to go on and um we're gonna do the baseball fucking shit let's go you got two minutes all right are we are we already let's go right you're now? good I'm watching okay so what the what the fuck's going on like I, I've talked it about before someone might have seen it on my page but like why are we celebrating Getting winning a wild card round, like I get it, celebrating, but popping bottles of champagne, snowboard goggles, snowboard goggles, the the rooms taped off. You got the the plastic up, like doesn't that ruin the finals? When you get to the finals, are you not are you not like oh yeah we've done this ten times, every single round you got to celebrate like you won the championship. I do not understand that. I'll never get it. If you're a baseball player, please explain it. I get it. You got a lot of money. You want to spend your money. You want to party. Your sport doesn't really like, like require a ton of like physicalness and you play a lot of games. So you're probably drinking a hell of a lot. So I kind of get it. But like you don't celebrate like you won the ship when you win a wild card game, let alone round one, round two, however many rounds there is. You celebrate like that when you get the World Series, and then it's fun. It's like, yeah, we've never, we haven't done this. I did this once in my life. This is fucking awesome. No, we did it thirty times every season. Oh, we won first game of the year. Let's fucking tape the freaking dressing room off. Let's get smashed and spray some champagne. No, long fucking road to go. Figure it out. I tried to make out, this safety's on. I, I, I don't know what happened here, but that deserved <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fuck me. Someone really, explain that it. Really, that really gets you. That really Someone gets explain you. it. And I, you know what? It kind of took a little low blow on baseball there, said it wasn't the most physical sport. But you know what? what? It's a grind. It's a long, it's a long grind. It's kind of like it's kind of like golf. Like it'll take you down. You know, it's a lot of games. I get that. I respect that. But like, I feel like if you show up hungover, it's not gonna totally fuck with you. So you know what I mean? Whereas like if you show up hungover for a hockey game, like it's a grind, dude. Like you're you're huffing and puffing. Listen. So like if you're a baseball player, pro, minor pro, MLB, whoever, maybe give me some insight. Like, what's up with that? Maybe, Do maybe. you agree with it? I don't agree with it. I agree with you. But, you know, we got to be understanding. Let the kids play? Let, well, let's be understanding. It's 2023. You know, half of that shit is for the gram. They want to take the videos. That, that's I what get it's it, for. but you don't get to get that. 
part until you win. Like you don't deserve that gram. You don't deserve that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't deserve that celebration. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, if I'm on I your team, I agree with you. I agree with you. If I'm on your team, AJ, and we're playing softball at Rogers Park, and we win the first round of playoffs, and you start spraying champagne. We're going to have some fucking problems. Listen, AJ. I agree. I We're going to have some problems. I agree. Hey, because there's a long road. We got playoffs here. We got to go like, let's focus up. It is. It is weird. Save it for it, the real it, deal. It, it is weird. And you know, baseball just, baseball is always the long, 162 regular season grind. games. And they just keep adding playoffs. They I keep know. adding. They just keep. But because, you know, it's funny. I look at things a lot of, you know, they, they got to keep adding these damn series because they got to pay the guys. These guys yeah. are making friggin' money. Crazy money. These Crazy baseball guys. I'm trying to teach my son, Dominic, oh, to, yeah. to, to throw left-handed. A oh, lefty yeah. reliever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making 100%. money. I don't I'm, care. Baseball I don't want, was my sport, too. Did you know that? That was actually my you, sport. You said your dad was pushing you to my baseball. My dad was kind of a wildcat. Like, with baseball, like, he didn't really push me, push me in hockey. Yeah. But I remember my dad would put me in the batting cage and he'd be like, however many balls I hit right-handed, yeah. I'd have to hit left-handed. That's a good dad. That's a good coach. And I remember one time specifically, I was young, probably too young to be in the hard <laughs> pitching. Like, you know how there's like hour. different settings? Yeah, like fast. there's the soft, medium, and the hard or yeah. whatever, like the fast. Yeah, I was, he, he had me in the fastest one. <laughs> I was probably 13. And so I hit my ones right-handed, did all right, you know, got, the, got my bat on the ball. And then I go lefty, and I'm trying to, I can, like, these things are buzzing. I don't know how fast they're coming in. Probably coming in at 80. And That's I'm trying fast. to hit them left-handed. And, uh, you know, like, when you're doing something switch, like, everything feels off, right? Yeah. Like, it feels a little weird. Well, all, one of these balls comes out, and every once in a while, these things will come out weird, and they'll just come right at your face for whatever reason. And I remember very specifically, and I remember the drive home. I don't know how. I want to say I was 12 because I don't think I should have been crying if I was any older than that. <laughs> but I literally, the ball curved and came right at my head because it was my, I was left. <laughs> I didn't really know how to, like, get my shoulder in the way, and I reacted weird, and it hit me right in the cheekbone. And uh, my dad, I, I honestly think my dad was just disappointed. I wanted to go home after that. You know what I'm picturing when you're telling this story? You remember Happy Gilmore? Yeah. When just he, standing. When he, when he said, that might be segment. We'll yeah. give you a cup. I'll do it. Yeah. I could see that. That that 364 more days till next year's trials. I need to toughen up. That, you know, that seems like a natural segue to what you just said. We may yeah. have to go to all-star batting cages in Brookfield. And, and I'll do, I think I could do You do, do like need medium. a cup, though. I can't, I, I'll you put know. a cup on. I got some work to do still with this thing down here in between my legs. I think I got some more in. What do you mean you got something to do? Well, with? I can't be getting, I can't be like, oh, that's free, what I, you know oh. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out Jamie. Yeah, shout out Jamie. Oh my we God. Done it. We ain't done it. <laughs> Jamie's the best. Your wife is, I'm your lucky. wife is great, man. She, she, she's, she's already got three children with you in the yeah. mix and then she's having a fourth, basically. Yeah. Shout Actually, out Jamie. Yeah, shout out. It's, uh, my money's on Jamie every time. That's a oh, that's a bad girl right there. That fight, I don't want that. That's fight. a bad we girl right there. That. You don't want Kim, don't my want wife Kim fight. too. She she she's like you know my my wife's like three feet tall. She's a few inches short from being a smaller person, and uh, you know, but she she's got hands. I like it. She, she can. Kim's got, got a little bite. She's got a little oh, bite. Oh, she got a bite. I, I can she's see. She's got it. a bite. I see it. There's a little yeah, bite. She 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 don't play any games. <laughs> guys like us need that. I agree. Yeah, Shout out to I all do. the real women out there. Shout you know out. Yeah, I, mean? I think it's uh, you, you need you guys like us need that. What do they uh, say? Behind every strong woman or behind every strong man is a stronger woman. I think Dean Mayran said that to me. And shout I was out like, Dean. Well, Dean Mayran. Dean's my. I'm gonna start. He's I'm gonna Dean get the a machine. 
We can edit it I in. I don't know. Yeah, I got to edit in this blow. You just got to react like me up. And then we'll put ah, the sound whatever. after. Yeah, Dean Mayron's my guy too. Great, yeah. great people. But uh, See, we can just do that. Like, they don't have to hear it. We can just... Yeah, beep, like, beep. Oh, it's loud. And then we'll just edit it in. But listen, you know, you went off on baseball. I'm sure we're going to get baseball Dude, come fans. at me, baseball. Like, for real. I'm a, I'm a baseball they guy. Say I like that, baseball. They say that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing... In all sports, I actually kind of agree with that. I agree with it too. I agree with that, but because you see the way these guys throw now, a hundred miles. Like I remember growing up, if someone threw ninety-seven or up, that yeah. was like whoa, that's the real deal. Yeah. Now these guys, that's that's like these kids are doing at sixteen years old. So like I, I actually follow. Like I used to pitch when I played, and I and I love the mechanics of it. I love watching the mechanics of it, and I'm really. My dad was kind of the same way. I think I picked that up from my dad. What position did you play in baseball? Shortstop, pitcher. So you had an arm. Catcher, yeah. I played catcher. I like throwing guys out at second, though, as a catcher. My dad hated when I played catcher because he's just like, why are you back there? But I loved throwing guys out at second. That was like my most favorite I played baseball through my freshman year of high school. I was a catcher. Um, I was a pretty decent hit. Like I told you last episode, when I played sports at middle school, I was big. So even middle school baseball, I was hitting bombs. Then everything caught up to me. Kids are throwing harder. They're throwing different pitches. I couldn't hit anything but a fastball. Yeah, so I just like, I'm sticking to hockey. I actually, I used to be able to throw a really good knuckleball when I was young. Like I'd throw, I'd use like my nails. It's an underrated, that's an underrated pitch. Yeah, I still got a pretty good knuckleball though. I can still throw a pretty good knuckler. But I actually had a, uh, my last year of baseball that I played, I must've been maybe 15. This is kind of before I was like, just starting to get to the point where I kind of had to pick like one or the other. Yeah. And, uh. Wow. My whole AAA team, like I was always, play, I always played AAA ball, always played in the all-star team and stuff. My whole AAA team, we didn't really like the coach, honestly. Yeah. He was like, didn't really get along with the coach's son, didn't really get along with the coach. So my whole AAA team said, fuck it, let's go play double A. And we just slaughtered double A that year. <laughs> and we had a rule. It was kind of funny because we were just like having so much fun. Like a mercy rule? Yeah. And uh, dude, this, yeah, think about it now, I was 15. I think I was like, I remember chewing tobacco. Like, I don't do that now, but like, what was I doing at 15 years old? <laughs> chewing tobacco. Like, oh my God. gross. Just to be like cool. You know, thinking Did I was like. Did you have a mullet then too or no? No, I wish. I should have though. What the fuck was I thinking? I feel like it's a good baseball player haircut too. But back to the story. We had a rule. If you go up to a bat and the bases are loaded, you got to wear dish gloves. We had a yellow set of dish gloves. Because Why? we didn't, we didn't, it was just like, hey, you're, clean, you're cleaning up. Ah, Take the dish gloves. Subliminals. You're cleaning up. Take the dish gloves out. And it's a lot of pressure going up with the bases loaded. With dish gloves. And dish gloves. Yeah, I struck out with the dish gloves. And like, I'm telling you, my dad was serious. My dad is serious. Yeah. More serious back then. But he was fucking <laughs> pissed <laughs> on that drive home. That was a long, long drive home. It was wasn't, that? it wasn't really, but it Felt like it. Well, I got some stories about long rides home. Oh yeah, a couple probably home from the Danbury Ice Arena. Yeah, getting kicked out on North Street. Yeah, uh, tough times, man. Was Shitty on that team? Your buddy Shitty? Uh, he wasn't a baseball player, but I played hockey with him. We used to have slew foot competitions. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Honestly, I don't even like talking about that. But oh my god! Shout out to Shit Dog. Shit Dog. R.I.P. Listen. It was a great episode, man. I, this, this is a, it's getting a little it's getting a little easier as we we navigate through this. We, we, just we, gotta we, let it go. We, we started we started. I feel like we started this episode talking about shit picks. That's, to shit dog. That's a, 
You see wow. how that worked? Whoa. Without even trying. I like it. Crazy. So, listen, guys, Talking Trash Podcast, we got so much on the way. Um, not just the podcast. We got other content coming out. Like, subscribe. Uh, we got a lot coming. Make sure, throw all the daggers at us. We we, we, we welcome it. We're not going to just be talking about the positive stuff. You got something to say? Say um, it. Come get I, it. I, I recently, I think I told you this, I saw a YouTube video recently about someone saying that I wasn't wearing my real face in the documentary. Oh, yeah, like you're a clone, I had a mask you're a clone or something, or you're like not I, real? It was dead serious. That's it was, good. I it love was, that stuff. It was one of the greatest things. I, I'm gonna. We're going to have to have Shane pull that out. But, yeah, allegedly I wasn't wearing a real face in the documentary. Like it's a little conspiracy, a little conspiracy uh, video. Yeah, these are the nuts that are out there. I like there. that. I, I'm, I'm a sitting duck at champs. I got these nut jobs like coming it. in talking to me. You, you know, you I, gotta I'm get a, into the conspiracy videos about uh, stuff like that. Well, that's right up your alley. <laughs> I'm right in the middle. I, I'm not gonna say one or the other. I, think I can see it always, but I think you, it's perfect though. It'll yeah. be create, It creates a good conversation because I, I can be the. I can put my. You know what? Maybe we do a segment where I put a tinfoil hat on. And we, I, I can talk about some crazy shit, and you can talk about how crazy I am. Listen, I got some theories, too, but <laughs> you know what? I, like I said, people, like, subscribe. Thank you guys so Thanks much for, for the support. And listen, big shout-out. So we should have probably started this in the first episode, but big shout-out to our production team. Yes. Ian Bick, Shane, Patrick. Yeah. We got such a great team. And, make sure, and listen, we're team guys, right? Yeah. So even though... Our boy Ian Bick has a podcast uh, locked in with Ian Bick. You got to make sure he's our team. Check he's our line mate. So you got to like and subscribe his shit too. And we're on the fourth line, by the way. And yes, we are grinders. grinders. We, we don't want the we don't want this pretty shit. Nah, it's, man, it's, we're it's, dumping chase in this studio. It's it's gritty and pretty, man. It's yeah. gritty over pretty. So yeah. big shout out Ian Bick, Shane, Patrick, our whole squad, man. And uh, listen, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Like and subscribe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>